Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. Of people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Happy Blazers win Sunday morning, everybody. Always makes it feel better. And happy day two of a three-day weekend Sunday morning, which is the best of those three. Absolutely, (laughs) man. I cannot wait. I totally forgot it was Memorial Day this week until Tuesday. It was like, hey, by the way, you've got a three-day weekend. I was like, why? Oh, Memorial Day. Like, oh, okay. And it's nice out and vaxxed. And, oh, we can do things again. This is fantastic. It feels good. Just walking around outside with no mask, at least close to each other. We yeah. Not around the, the masses, but at least around, you know, you and I. Yeah, I mean, technically, even around nice. the masses, if, yeah, you don't have still, to anymore. I think it still makes people a little, eh. little, you know. Yeah, whatever. Screw yeah. Them. And I'm not trying to have no, you know, really aggressive conversation with somebody about why I should be wearing it. I guess you probably have a little bit more of a consideration to do that uh, because a lot more people would probably speak up to you about it than me. Because possibly you're because you're black. Pop- probably, yeah. yeah, here in town. So. <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean way. Just like no, in, in like a, I, I, in I a real you way. probably have to be worried in about a real that. way, yeah. in a you know very much Oregon way. Absolutely, yeah. You're not you're not wrong, bro. It does. Uh, it feels good to have the three day weekend though, and it feels good to be able to go out and kind of just do stuff. Like I went out on a date night with my girlfriend on Friday, and I went to a restaurant, and I went to a bar, and it was just like, yeah, we sat outdoors, and you know, you followed the protocols and stuff, but you just. It just feels better. Yeah. There's no fear. You're just like, ah, we're good. Yeah. We're fantastic. We're, we're out here kicking it. You know, we're just hanging out and just, I, I walked past some people uh, around Mississippi and people were just kind of hanging out on the side with, you know, some had their mask on, understandably so. And then you know, so other people were just kicking it, man. Just back to like this lady out here walking around without her mask with her husband trying to get some, some, some cardio in. Like, it's good. Like there was a time like four weeks ago when, I couldn't see people's faces anymore. Yep. I like it. Get them steps in, girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get it right for the summer. It's, Get that Fitbit going. Yeah. Well, hey, Fitbit helps. It does. I got 13,000 steps yesterday. I was very proud of myself. Hey-o. Hey-o. Look at you. Um, yeah, we, well, I went for a run, and then I went walking to a brewery, so that was uh, that was helpful. But it's uh, it's amazing how much we became introverted and sheltered during covid that I almost got a little bit of like butterflies going back out again on Friday. Like I, I like going out to restaurants. I like going out to public places and drinking and all that kind of stuff. But on Friday night, when I went out with my girlfriend, it was like, Oh, I'm kind of nervous to do this. Like, first of all, me and her, we haven't really gone on too many true dates. 
because we started dating during COVID. So we've been out a couple of times, but generally it's just been like hanging out at each other's places. That's kind of been our dates. Right. So first of all, that's the little butterfly that comes up. You're like, Ooh, I get to go on a date. And then it's also like, Oh, I get to go out and people are, Oh, and I'm not scared. Oh, okay. Feels fantastic. Good. Feels good. You it's know. like, it, it, it almost makes it better than if we didn't have COVID because it's, it's like a twisted way of thinking of it, but we lost it for so long that coming back, it's like, oh, it like it's like an extra. There are still people that are getting used to wearing jeans for the first time. I know. There are people like, <laughs> I, I work in education, and so a lot of times I end up dressing up for work. Not like super dressy, but, you know, nice pair of slacks, nice shirt type thing. So I have a closet full of clothes that I haven't been able to wear. So being able to put those things on, it's kind of like, Holy hell, man! I, for, I forgot what these clothes look like. That's not that's not sweats or sweats or sweatpants or you know what I'm saying or shorts or whatever the case is. Like it's it's weird to see myself in you know dressy kind of clothes. <laughs> I guess that was a good thing about having this job is that I still like wore my normal clothes to work. I'm not just wearing basketball shorts all day. If I was working from home, I'd be wearing basketball shorts 24 seven, and then I'd be putting on actual jeans and or shorts, and I'd be like, why are these so tight? Where's the elastic? Where's the yeah. give? Yeah. No. I wonder if Levi's has had like a record terrible year because nobody needs like jeans over the last year. A, I would say that's probably a great point. That's um yeah, that's they probably had an awful What year. is this year. denim material? I haven't but felt Kirkland you in so long. Had a phenomenal year. The <laughs> Kirkland oh, sure. from uh, Costco, they had a phenomenal year. I'm pretty sure a lot of people went and got some brand new sweats. I'm sure Champion had a very yeah, good year. Probably. Do they still exist? Oh, they, for sure. Oh, and a, they came back in a big way. Yeah, oh, that's a, the Target brand now, right? Not no, anymore. Not, not well, at I think all. they sell it at Target still, but it's like the what's the Target? Not the coolest champion, you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, the logo. You know I mean? The logo the is very there, different. But it's okay. not like the shirt that all the cool kids are the, wearing. The, what's you know? like the Target athletic brand? I mean, it is champion, I'm pretty sure, but okay. it's like they that's use they use the different logo that makes it very Yeah, like, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. You know, yeah, like so like if you want the cool champion, you wear the the old logo, the red, white, and blue looking C. Which and, is yeah. which is so strange, Joe. Because I don't know if you 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 remember what, when I was a kid, man. Champion was the that wasn't the coolest label to wear back then. I remember in like oh six oh seven around there, I wanted a champion hoodie, um, strictly because the game rapped about it. Mm. Oh okay okay very good. Yeah, I don't remember champion being big when I was growing up. It was not. It was not, and so it's it's well, funny. You said, well, you said everyone wanted champion. No, I don't remember anybody oh. wanting champion. Oh, like oh, it was okay. one of those, like because it wasn't at that point Nike and like Reebok. Really, Reebok was the big. What brand. did I hear? Jeez. Like Reebok was first, and then it was like Nike, and then you know everybody else, and then Reebok just kind of slowly faded out, along with like uh, what is it? Um, like Rydell Riddle. What's the what's the other uh like I said like they make jerseys and stuff like that for football teams. Yeah, I think it's Rydell. Like yeah, Rydell. Yeah, I think is you know right. all those things kind of like starter faded out. Starter, <laughs> starter was awesome for like two years. I had a great starter jacket, you know. But those things kind of fade out, and it's funny to start seeing stuff like Champion and stuff like Fila all of a sudden well, kind of the nineties is the new eighties. Yeah, people are wearing like nineties stuff again. The yeah. sad, the saddest thing, and I am gonna go out on a record. I'm going out on a limb on this. It's very sad. I hate that mom jeans are in. I like skinny jeans, or I like looking at people wearing skinny jeans. Are you talking about, like, the mom jeans that go a little bit higher up on the waist? No, I'm talking about that uh, apparently what's in style now is super baggy mom jeans. Oh, like bell bottoms? Yeah. Like like kind of bell-bottomy and high-waisted but super baggy. I like the skinny jeans on girls. It's nice. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. looser around the, the really loose. Yeah, yeah, around the, a, the around the butt area and everything. I don't like mom jeans. If, if you look great in them, if you feel like you look good in them, and you got a little some dumps like a truck, then yes. <laughs> disregard that. Either way, wear what you want to, ladies. Mike and Rashad want to see the contours of the woman body. Oh, I'm just, I'm just saying. I personally, I'm I was not, Mike not Lynch. expecting a Cisco reference I'm, at nine ten in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, I'm not Mike Lynch. I can't appreciate the the mom jeans. Well, you know no, what? I understand. Let you know what this? Me see that <laughs> The whale tail. There was a time where people thongs were like 
the whale tail was when you were, you could really see it. Like that was, I mean, I thought that was kind of tacky, but you know, whatever. A hundred percent. I mean, tacky ladies. or not, it was certainly a, a high and in fastball. It was like, Hey, look at what I'm wearing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mike, I mean, you may be bummed about the baggy mom jeans, but uh, Memorial day weekend, this weather, this is the harbinger of the sundresses. Well, sundresses are out, baby. This is uh, summer dress season, which is very exciting God as well. God bless you, yes. ladies, for the, the summer dresses. Like, I mean, And at this time of year, in this studio, with this view behind us on the Esplanade, chef's kiss. Well, yeah, and this is this is really the this is where I, I like to see people kind of working out. This is the this is the greatest view, you know, of at least the one I have. You're screwed. You I was going to say, mirror, the, the like, two-chair is prime real estate. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. That's why I'm going to get Lynch a mirror. Just to put right here, you so you and Rop and what you know, Dusty and everything can just kind of look out the window and, and and just enjoy the scenery on days like this. Well, the nice thing is that during breaks I can turn around and look out the window, so yeah, it's not a constant view. But you miss all the good stuff because you see my eyes go, oh. <laughs> and I look oh. and they're gone already. Oh yeah, they've already hit the corner. <laughs> yeah, you first see Rashad the two chair do it, then you look in the producer room and you also see me kind of veer away. Because you see him looking, and you can look out that window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm talking into a microphone. I oh, can't turn away good. right now. Yeah, it's all like that. All <laughs> I'm trapped. So, I'm tied to this this particular spot at the moment. And on days like today, it just makes it, you know, all the, you know, that much better. So, Blazers. That's one of the reasons today is an awesome day. We thought we might be talking about a 3-1 series lead. No, 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 no. We were probably a little out over our skis on that one. We were excited. We were very excited. The funny thing is that we're very excited again because yesterday was a dominant win. We're going to spend a lot of time breaking that game down, plus what we've seen from games two and three, because obviously uh, you last heard us after game one last week. It's been a very interesting series, and I have been keeping an eye on Nuggets reporters and fans throughout the series to see what they're saying, as well as obviously just being on Blazers Twitter during games. So let's get to a lot of Blazers Nuggets coming up. Text us 503-250-1080. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, we will start with game four next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs any Anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. How are we allowed to play this, Joe? I mean, it is just a song. Is it just a song? I thought this was like a theme made for the team. It, it, was. it was back, back in like like 80-something, maybe yeah. 90. Oh, okay, so yeah. this is that old. Okay, yeah. Yeah. This is the original, old. too, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, this used to come on like right before the Blazers played, and those old those montages of Clyde, Blazers, and, and the, yeah. So here's the thing: this is the 
I've only been here for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So this, the do, 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 that's the yeah. pre-broadcast noise. Yeah. yeah, this is when, like, you had to pay to watch Blazer games on TV. Gotcha. Absolutely. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that, that was a thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, that, that's those, uh, uh, those trumpets slap. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the homie Farnell Newton because he actually uh, played the trumpet for this one time. For I used to have him do it for me all the time. Like, hey, man, can you just, <laughs> you just give me that Blazers riff real quick? Well, that's, that's awesome. That takes me back right back to... 1992, you know, watching the finals and stuff like that. And so, or 90, you know, one there of those times. So. Well, that was probably very nostalgic for everybody out there. Blazers game four must win. And boy, did they win. They won 115.95 and 20 points as a victory, as a margin of victory, is not even close to how big of a blowout this game was. You know, the fourth quarter, Jokic sat, Lillard sat, you know, last eight minutes of the game, it was truly a deep bench, which you very rarely see in the playoffs, by the way. In the playoffs, even if it's a blowout, the losing team will usually try to keep the starters out there to get some sort of comeback going. Mike Malone just was like, you know what? Screw this. Michael. No, I'm calling him Mike. <laughs> Mike Malone. I was like, screw this. We're not winning this game. And the Blazers could have won by 40 it's yesterday. a very playoff move by Mike Malone. Like you'll see a lot of no seriously you'll see a lot of coaches including the great greg popovich that'll see his team is getting hammered by 15 in the th in the third and be like you know what save your energy this game this game is over especially because they had the 2-1 lead they probably felt okay yeah, it was like is, man we're good we like, got the it's, split it's back to it's back to back to zero both teams split at home like i've seen i remember um in the i want to say the finals in 2005 where it was san antonio versus the uh Maybe it's 05, 06. I can't remember. 05, yeah. San Antonio versus Detroit. And they were just trading blowouts, you know, at a point. Like, it'd be a close game, close game, blowout, blowout. But I remember during the uh, uh, San Antonio blowout, Popovich was like, you know what, guys? Third quarter, game's over. Like, <laughs> don't don't even bother trying to come back and trying to exert all this energy. Like, we've got three more games to play and try to win. Like, screw it. Like, let's move on. And that's exactly what Mike Malone did last night. Like, yeah. Man, you know what? We're okay. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll come out and help for Game Five because they'll be rested. Jokic didn't play the entire fourth quarter, so that'll be good for him. They also have two days off, so you probably didn't need to sit him that long. But right. you know, it's all good. But Blazers with a really, really impressive win yesterday. You know, after Game One, there was a lot of hope. I got kind of sucked in immediately with how they were playing because of how they finished the end of the year. Mm -hmm. They went 13 and two to end the season. They were one of the top like five defenses in the league in that stretch they were the best offense in the league in that stretch it was like wow this team's figured it out and in game one they played exactly the same way and they won and they won pretty handily in that game it didn't feel too much in threat in the fourth quarter and we came on last week and we're like wow i mean if the nuggets really are depleted without jamal murray and if the blazers can play like this i don't think the nuggets have a chance well then game two and three happen Game two, Nuggets come out and punch the Blazers in the mouth, almost literally. Like, it was a very physical game. There was a lot of uh, scuffles going on on the, on the side of the court. There was uh, Nate Tibbetts, the assistant coach, like running over to the Nuggets bench, screaming at him, like crazy stuff. And the Blazers kind of wilted under the physicality of that game. We're talking about game two? Game two. Okay. They kind of wilted under the physicality of that game, and it just went all night because they couldn't get within that 10-point range. And that was the game also that had the really, really, really tightly officiated game where everything was a foul for the entire third and fourth quarter. It felt like every other player they were getting foul shots or either team was. So it was just kind of janky. There was no flow to it, and they just couldn't get within that 10-point range. Game three was the Austin Rivers game. It's one of those things where the Blazers didn't play particularly well. They came back to get the tie late, and then Austin Rivers hits four threes, and you're just like, well, okay. I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. It's Austin Rivers. You mean yeah. he's going to shoot his that threes? That was why, and... yeah. And, I, and for for me, and I think for a lot of Blazers fans, that wasn't why you were angry. Like I think most of us, and you know, we were talking about this before the show. I don't know how you feel about it, Joe, but I don't, I don't ever see any situation where Austin Rivers is going to hit four threes in a row. Like I don't know for for that reason as a, as a Blazer yeah. fan. Like, and understandably, he's an NBA player, and maybe at Bally's or Twenty Four Hour Fitness, he's gonna knock down six, seven in a row. But in an NBA game, I don't see any situation in the future where Austin Rivers is gonna knock down three threes in a row and win the game for his team. Maybe not in this series, but it's funny you bring that up because I I don't know if it was like December or January or 
it's probably like January. I'm I'm just watching random NBA basketball, and it was when he was on the Knicks, and he just had a game where he hit his like first ten shots, five of five from three. And so when he was doing the the other night, I was like, well, to be fair, I have seen this before randomly <laughs> one night a few months ago. Yeah, so you know, I was like the twice a year Austin Rivers game. Yeah, right? exactly. I was just like, and, and I guess that we bitch. saw the the second one that he's probably yeah. gonna have first or, <laughs> first or second one. So, but still, when it's Austin Rivers, you're like, really. Really? Yeah. No, but even still, I think CJ, who was guarding him, was like, oh, yeah, shoot it. Yeah, he's with us. Let him shoot. Oh, one in. Okay, I'm not tripping if he shoots that and makes that one. But I think all of us are kind of like, man, damn it. Why is Austin Rivers knocking down all these three? Why is Austin Rivers doing that? Well, that then was the big question. You saw him that uh, he had hit three in a row. I think he had four in a row in that he game, four right? Four in a row, yeah. On the fourth one, you saw the Blazers' defense, like, desperately try to get out and contest him, and he still sunk it. It was like they their mentality changed on it very quickly. It was just way too late. Um, and you know, so they lose games two and three. There's reasons for both of them. I think one of the main reasons, and it's something that we've harped on a lot over the last few years is that in the middle of a game, Terry Stotts doesn't make good adjustments. Terry Stotts in between games makes good adjustments. It doesn't always work. Like I thought going into game three, after the game two loss, the adjustments Terry Stotts made were really good. Um, the Blazers just couldn't shoot to save their life. I mean, they hit like they were hitting 20% from three that game. If they'd hit three more threes, that game is a completely different game. But they they didn't. They just couldn't shoot. But defensively, they were way more active. Uh, they were passing the ball on offense. They they looked good. They just couldn't hit their shots. And it, it almost felt like going into game four last, well, not last night, yesterday afternoon, they didn't change too much. But what they did was they sped it up, which I think was what really, really helped a lot. So they still came out with the same defensive intensity. I, I love seeing it right off the bat. The very first Nuggets possession, they're picking up whichever guards bringing it down the floor right over the half court line or a little bit past it. They're not letting them get into their set easily. You know, they're just really aggressively riding on, on the guy's body and just saying, hey, you got to get past me first. I just love seeing that immediately off the top of the game because you know that's the energy they're going to try to bring. And what they did yesterday that was different, that worked, was they were downhill more. When they had a fast break, they just went and tried to get downhill. They didn't try to set up an offense. They just went for it. Um, they've been playing faster generally in the series because they know the Nuggets are not good in transition and not good in the paint defensively generally. But even in yesterday's game, it was even more obvious what they were doing. And it worked so well that I almost feel like I'm not sure the Nuggets can stop that. I think that's the biggest Nuggets weakness, and the Blazers found it. Now, of course, the Nuggets are going to adjust, and they're going to make some changes that are going to try to slow it down. But I was I was watching a Denver Nuggets post game yesterday, and the guys were saying, we're getting worried that the Blazers have figured us out. Hmm. And when you hear Nuggets hmm. fans say that, because this series, Nuggets fans have been very confident, and they're like, the Blazers are not better than us. I know we don't have Jamal Murray, but we're going to be win this series in six. That's I've been seeing a lot of that from nuggets fans. The, the tide turned and it went, Oh, they figured us out. And if that's the case and they feel that way, that makes me kind of confident that even if the nuggets do make some adjustments, their weakness is that, and the blazers should be able to capitalize on it. Um, man, I, I think the, I think they got a little over, over their skis on the, during game two. I thought they thought game two was going to be as easy as game one. And they just kind of go back to that same, you know, game plan they had and kind of go from there. Right. And the thing Michael Malone did is said, nah, we're going to change things up. You know, we're going to make sure that uh, we put guys in, in better positions. We're going to make sure we get Michael Porter as many shots as he's as he needs to be effective. You know, they they did a good job of spreading the ball around. They made sure that. Uh, Aaron Gordon start playing some some good defense against Damian Lillard. They kind of made it uncomfortable for the Blazers. Like their defense kind of ramped up a little bit and it made it really really uncomfortable for the Blazers for for a point. And when they came home, like you said, they just couldn't knock shots down. Like that for, that game three was they had good easy looks at the rim and shots that you expect you know most NBA players to knock down if really unguarded like that. And they just they just. They couldn't capitalize, and they were a step slow, I felt like, in in game three and game four. And they didn't show any heart. I'll be honest. Man, game two, game three, it seemed like 
they were just really excited to win the first one, and they let game two go because, man, the goal is to go in there and split. So I went in there. We got game one. Cool. We're not as excited for game two because we went in there, already stole home court from them. That's kind of what I got from that team. And the there Nuggets, of course, are going to flip that and say, we course. need to win game two. So it was pretty stark. You could yeah, tell the difference. absolutely. And I, I just think you had a team that uh, after the, the that loss, man, just kind of looked like they lost their lost their mojo a little bit. I wasn't so mad after the the game three loss. I was, you know, we were texting, you know, each other. And the thing I was most upset about was, man, Nurkic, why isn't our big man on the floor? Towards the end of the game, like, you need shot blocking, you need defense, you, you defense, defense, you know it's not going to come from Cantor. Our, you need your second or third best player on the floor, however you decide to, you know, to place him uh, in, in that order. But that's what you needed. And I was really disappointed for two games straight we didn't have your, your big man on the floor. I want to get to Nurkic next, too, um, because he may not be your second best player, but he's definitely your second most important player in the series behind Damian Lillard, if not, frankly, more important than Damian Lillard, because you know Lillard's going to get his, although he didn't really yesterday, and they still won by 20, which is insane to me. But Nurk is is that, he's kind of the guy. And what we saw from him yesterday was good Nurk. And what we saw from him in game two and parts of game three was bad Nurk. Right. And what, what the Blazers need is good Nurk every single game. Consistency, aggressiveness, confidence, and we'll get to that next. First, Joe Sports. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Want to go to a party with me? No, the game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Okay, so I thought I knew what this is, but I've never heard this before. This is really funny, though. Who is this? It's not. Is this Lonely Island? It's not Lonely Island. Is this Flight of the Concords? It's uh, Lonely Island. Oh, it is Lonely Island. Okay. I was just singing Lonely Island all day. <laughs> all morning for no reason. I've been singing Lonely Island. I need to, on the, when we come back from the next break, Joe, I need to hear a Karate Guy. Karate Guy? I don't know if By I've heard that Island. one. It's for, have you seen the movie Pop Star? Oh, that's the, like, Justin Bieber yes, have you uh, seen parody it? movie. No. no. It, that movie, I actually, when I went to Mike Lynch's wedding, initial wedding in, in New York, or New Jersey? Yeah. New Jersey. It was on the short. Uh, I went to, to the movie theater in Times Square, which was a stupid idea, because everything was, like, $10 more than any normal movie, you know, so... Uh, but I went to go to see. To be expected. I was not expecting that, but it was so it's okay. But once to go see Pop Star. You learned. <laughs> yeah, I, I know now. But once to go see the movie Pop Star, and I'll be honest, laughed from beginning to the end. That movie is real life funny. Probably the best, like as one of the best <laughs> SNL movies made. Mike I think uh, is also a funny SNL movie. I think uh, my girlfriend suggested Pop Star to me as well. So that's twice now. I've never heard of it up Pop until Star these two suggestions. Is hilarious. But number one, Andy Samberg uh, doesn't get enough credit for how funny he really, really is. I love but, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, that show is Andy Samberg great. is like he's he's obviously super goofy, but he had that character Connor for real. He had that character down pat. So it was it's awesome. Pop star never stop, never stopping. Never stop, never stopping. <laughs> great movie. You know what I mean? Uh okay, so Nurk. 
It's amazing how important Nurk is to this team. And it's amazing how important getting good Nurk is. And when I say good Nurk, I mean engaged Nurk. Um, Nurk is, I don't want to say he's fragile mentally when he plays, but it certainly feels like he is very quick to kind of snowball if he's struggling. When Nurk is playing well and playing aggressive and it's going his way, just give him the ball and get out of the way. He'll make the right play. He'll make great passes. He'll be patient when he's going up to finish. You know, he still won't hit everything because he's not hes not a great finisher, but hes he's gotten a lot better at the end of this year of being smooth around the rim and slowing down and making sure he gets a you know, good angle on the ball when it goes off the backboard. You've seen it in, in a couple of these games. Uh, it's amazing how much of a difference that makes to Nurk, who's had a couple of bad foul calls go against him. And all of a sudden, he starts trying to do too much and move too much and yeah. too quickly. He he will call for the ball inside and go up way too fast for a layup and miss it. Um, he'll get frustrated after a bad foul call, and he'll slowly go down the court and not be there defensively for the next play. Uh, uh, you know, he'll he'll get angry at a foul, a non-foul call against him, and on the other side, do something a little too aggressive that results in another kind of stupid foul that he could have you know, not done and they still might have missed the shot that it kind of snowballs on them and you wind up getting kind of panicked, bad Nurk. What you got in game one and game four was calm Nurk who held his position better, did not foul. And that's not, you know, yesterday you could tell he changed the way he was playing to not foul. And it worked because it made Jokic even more uncomfortable because he kind of just gave Jokic a little bit more space. He kind of like there was there was almost like a bubble between him and Jokic until he took the shot and he got right up into his face. And it worked because Jokic is used to bodying into guys and using the momentum of hitting the guy's body to do his spin moves and all that kind of stuff. And he kind of just let Jokic do his own thing on an island, but it kind of forced a lot of jump shots because of it. And it worked. So seeing that mentality makes me really, really hopeful for the rest of this series and hopefully the rest of the playoffs if they win this series, that Nurk has kind of figured out that, especially against these bigs that are really skilled, you don't need to body them up aggressively every single time. You can just kind of be in their way because he's quick enough to be in their way that you can contest enough shots that you, you're going to be successful without fouling. What did uh, the great George W. say? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me once, can't be fooled again. Is that what, isn't that what he said? Something. Yeah, fool something. me twice, can't be fooled yeah, again. No, I think he got the, the saying super, super wrong. Strategery. Yeah, it's super. I love W. He was so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he, he wasn't awesome, but he was super funny. Like, that's just more than anything. He was but, goofy, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Nurkic. Look, I, I'm looking at a guy that made a lot of mistakes in game in game two as far as the way he was playing defense. Again, playing really aggressively because he felt like that's the only way, only way we're going to stop Jokic is by putting a body on him and making him uncomfortable. And in game two, none of the other Blazers were playing defense, really. It was it was pretty bad that game. They were really just kind of floating kind out of there. Yeah, they were, and they were Nurkic was the only guy trying, yeah. but he was over trying. And sometimes you can get in your head too much about it as far as wanting to make a play every single time. And that's just not going to happen. The most you can expect is just to be active and make things difficult. Like I feel like Nurkic a lot of times is trying to make – the key block, trying to make the key stop. And sometime, man, just put your hand up. Like we saw more of it in game four. It's just, man, get your hand up as close to his face, as high uh, as high as you can on that high arcing shot, and just make it difficult for him. Like, it affected him. And, and and it worked, you know, but he You could tell even in his shot from watching Jokic in the first three games, Jokic was just clean look, yeah. clean look for him, clean look. And in game four, he was stretching higher to get a higher arc as Nurk was in his and face. There's certain working. guys, man, KD, Nurk, you know, or excuse me, KD, Jokic, uh, uh, Harden, Steph, like there's the Dame, like there's nothing you can do. Like even with the hand in their face, they're going to knock a, they're going to knock down a, a key shot. You know, there's, there's nothing you can do about certain guys like that. And Jokic is one of those guys. So the most you can expect to do is make it difficult for him and stop, you know, putting your body out there so much trying to make a play or trying to draw a charge or trying to make it difficult for him. You make want to make want to make it difficult for Jokic shut off his passing lanes like you did in game 1. Yeah. Want to make it difficult for him? 
man, keep guarding that high arcing shot. Put that hand as high up there as you can get to make sure that that rainbow goes even higher than it already does. And you saw that shot was coming off front rim every time. Don't, don't just because they did a great job. Or he was Nurk seven of eighteen job. from the floor yesterday. Jokic was, which was still, which is, I mean, no, 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 for, still, no, no, per, in a normal for a normal player, that's very good. That's a very good number for Jokic, who's been hitting like at an eighty percent clip this series. So that was par. terrible. Yeah, Dude, he had sixteen points. I mean, yeah, like you look at his stat line: sixteen, nine, and one. That terrible that's game. Not, that's not minus thirty two plus yeah, minus. That's not a Jokic stat line at all. No. Well, that's one thing the Blazers have stayed consistent with this whole series is they've stopped him from passing the ball. You know, the Nuggets offense is predicated so much on Jokic passing. Game one, he had one assist. Game two, he had, I think, five assists. Game three, he had two assists. And game four, he had one assist. So, I mean, so that strategy is working. He can get 10 assists easily. He has yet to get, um, he maybe has 10 assists total so far in four games. I think it's about that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's the one thing that Terry Sass has done very well is he has had a good game plan for Jokic because he knows outside of yesterday Jokic is going to get his right he's going to be able to score he's their best player he's the MVP for a reason um, or he's going to be the MVP for a reason but they're like look we're not going to let anybody else beat us if Jokic can't pass the ball he can score his 30 points but what's that going to do right and you know we saw Austin Rivers beat them in game in game three it happened right that's that's a part of the strategy that will happen every once in a while what Stotts has started to do which has helped a little bit too, and, and Lamar Hurd was talking about it in the game yesterday, was selective doubling of Jokic. If Jokic gets in a difficult position where he's one-on-one and there's not a lot of outlets for him, then double, or at least do like a hard hedge on a screen and, and stick on him for a while to make there, make there be two guys in front of him. And that was really effective too because – when they weren't doubling him at all in the first two games and they didn't even send anybody to him, you know, he kind of had a little more space to get around Nurk Mm -hmm. and draw some fouls. And I think with the selective doubling, you're kind of taking some of that pressure off Nurk in those plays because someone else is coming over to help. And there was even a play, I think it was in the second quarter yesterday, where Rocco came over to help and they fouled, but it actually, I forget who got the foul call but it actually wound up being the guy who had less fouls getting the foul call instead of Nurk getting his like third or something like that. I think that's how it worked. I I could be mistaking that, but it was one of those where I was like, that's cool because you're not putting the onus completely on Nurk to do every single thing defensively on Jokic. You're helping him out and that should help, should help keep him out of foul trouble, which it did yesterday. And then you're going to get good Nurk. So it's just, that's how important Nurk is to this series. He's such an anchor. Whenever Nurk gets three fouls by the second quarter, He's, oh boy, he's 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 out of his game now. He's you can tell he's thinking about don't foul, don't foul, as opposed to make a good play. Yeah, stay in front of your guy in defense. Keep your hands up. You can tell he's thinking don't foul, don't foul, don't foul. Can't play basketball like that. You can't. You can't play any sport like that. Being if you're a quarterback and you throw an interception, like you can't go back out there saying, oh man, don't throw another pick, don't throw another, no, make a play is what you have to think. And Nurk has to kind of keep that in mind. All right, coming up next, we also had the Norman Powell game yesterday. Yesterday was Norman Nurk. It was their game. Again, we mentioned it earlier. Damian Lillard hit one shot. He scored 10 points, and they won by 20. So everybody else contributed, and that includes Norman Powell, who came out and showed Blazer fans that playoff Powell is a real moniker, and don't be fooled by his bad body language from two games ago. He's here to be great in the playoffs as long as he gets the ball in his hands. So we'll get to that next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. 
That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I forgot this was the open to that song. I was like, did you just get the line? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Thanks for the thanks for the, the memories, W. Thanks for the <laughs> Thanks for the lines, man. I gotta find Jeez. it, but one of my favorite uh like it's honestly one of my favorite president moments like press conference things ever is I don't know how it was possible, but he was out like golfing and the media was out there asking him questions and he's like being all serious. Like we will not uh, submit to terroristic threats, blah, blah, blah. Now watch this drive and steps up to the tee and just <laughs> like, try to oh, <laughs> I do feel like I remember that. <laughs> it's so great because it was like very serious tone. Like, you know, it was probably very soon after 9-11 and he's like, listen, this is uh, we're, we're strong as Americans. Now check me rip this down the fairway 300 yards. You teach a child to read, and he or her will be able to pass a literacy test. It's like, okay, man, that's cool. That's from W? That's W, man. Did you just pull up, like, best man, W lines? there's so many funny W lines that are right here. We'll continue. I know how hard we it is for you to put food on your family. Terror. <laughs> okay. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> he hit it that quickly after that? I mean, it, they edited it. Oh, okay. Too. I was going to say. <laughs> sorry, man. Was like... he literally standing there in his, uh, with, with the driver in hand, turning over his shoulder to say that, I'm and then just you, goes man, right into his swing? This dude was comedy. He was, he was, it was, it was hard to, like, after he wasn't in an office, like, and I think back, it's like, man, this dude was not a great president. He was, God, he was so funny. Just meant all the time. And I don't think he, meant but he to wasn't be. intentionally funny. No, he wasn't. Like, he was funny because he was an idiot. And I was like, <laughs> man, that's, that's golden, man. Like, I appreciate him so much more now than I did back then. Hey, cat like reflexes, too, when he dodged that shoe that was thrown. You saw that? Yep, yep. Yeah, man. He still got it a little bit. And do you remember the, um, I don't know where it was at, but he goes to, like, walk through a door, and it was locked. So he, like, kind of grabs it a few times and tries to pull it, and it's, like, not opening. So then he just kind of turns to the audience, stands there, and looks like an idiot. <laughs> I like, do remember that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, he just, like, uh, smiles at everybody. Pay no attention, guys. Pay I don't no know attention. what to do with my hands right now. <laughs> uh, shout out to W. Thanks for the laugh. I will say that is... Uh, that is something that most presidents do not have, but a good sense of humor really kind of humanizes them. And it's like, you know, that's uh, that that's something that uh, that kind of helps a little bit. Yeah. Right. It, it like I feel does. like I don't think Biden really has much of a sense of humor. I don't think Trump had much of a sense of humor. Uh, I think Obama was pretty funny sometimes. I think George W. is pretty funny sometimes. So it's like when you get those presidents, it feels like even if you don't agree with what they're doing, when you watch them, you're like, Ah, you're kind of funny though. The Donald was like a like a cartoon character, almost like yeah, like a Comedy Central. He was playing like a character, yeah, yeah. like a a, an Adult Swim character. (laughs) That's what I felt about uh, the Donald. Yeah, Joe Biden is just kind of like every old president that's ever existed. Is like seems very serious. I want to say that it was like this. Just as last week, he was uh, seen like getting ice cream or something like that. Joe Biden. Yeah, and they're like, "What kind of ice cream is he?" Like chocolate, chocolate chip, and then. 
uh, reporters like, what do you have to say to the Republicans that don't want to do a January 6th commission? Eat some chocolate chocolate chip. Oh, he did that? That is pretty funny. Yeah, eat some ice cream. That's a great idea, Joe. Why not think of that? (laughs) That is, I guess that's a good, like, deflection thing, right? Like, look, I don't. Guys, I'm eating ice cream here. Why am I answering your questions right now? I don't really want to deal with this right now. How about that, though? Congress, the Senate, ice cream social. Mm. They get things done. Like, they're all yelling at each other, like, well, bring in the ice cream. Don't forget pistachio. I think most things should be solved by ice cream socials. Listen, guys. Put away your swords. You bring the rocky Pick up road. Your spoons. I'll bring all the, the the toppings. Like, let's go. Like, let's yeah. talk about this. Put down your swords and pick up your spoons, fellow congressmen. <laughs> it's time for ice cream. <laughs> Everyone loves ice cream. We all like, scream for ice cream. I mean, so I mean, and then you can get some non-dairy ice cream for the people that you know have the, the, the lactose, lactose problem. So. You know, I've I've discovered as I've gotten older that I'm not processing lactose as well. And I'm saying I don't care because I, really I like it. it. I don't really eat it like that. Really? I don't know. Like I'm, I've I've been on like almond milk for a while now and stuff like this. So I don't I don't really drink a lot of milk or like yeah. eat a lot of ice cream and stuff like that. So I I uh, if I have like a bowl of cereal or if I have a bowl of ice cream, which is not super common for me, but you know if I have it, boy, do I feel it that night. Yeah. I'm I'm running up to the bathroom and I'm like, this what like, has happened to me? I'm 31 and all of a sudden I can't eat dairy? This is now the second conversation we've had about Mike's bowel movements this week. It first happened on Hot Corner on Wednesday after the McDonald's conversation. That and, was a lot less about my ta- bowel movements. And Taco than, Bell. Doesn't want to go get him some Imodium and just <laughs> figure it out. Huh? That was a lot less about my bowel movements and a lot more about the disgusting sweat that happened after that. Now but, that I think about it, I think I'm pretty sure I brought up the Taco Bell mess. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for deflecting, Joe. Thanks (laughs) for spitting that on me. My bad. (laughs) Taco Bell's still amazing, and I'm probably still going to eat it. I've heard all the horror stories. I got some of my own. Still delicious. (laughs) Sorry. I've got some of my own. Don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Plowing through my horror stories. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Summer of 06. Have you had a cheesy gordita crunch? Are you serious? Yeah, those are great. I'm supposed to not have those anymore? Get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. We bought the entire menu one night. What? So it's Stop. it's 2001, you know. <laughs> so mind you, this is when there was like a 69, 79, 99. 2001, on Rashad. So what? This was either high school or this is high just, school. This yeah. is like this is senior year of high school, <laughs> and we're leaving. Um, How high were you? We were not high. Oh, so uh, we were. Yeah, <laughs> we were leaving um, play rehearsal. Okay. And uh, so one of my buddies was like, "Man, we're going to Taco Bell." It's like, man, I'm so hungry. So hungry, I could eat the entire menu. And we kind of laughed, and we all kind of looked at each other. It was like, huh, it's not a, it's not a bad idea to order one of everything from the menu. So this is when Mexican pizzas were like a, a dollar ninety nine or something. When like everything that. was a dollar, and everything was super cheap. I right? mean, isn't it still pretty cheap there? I mean, eh, not moderately, really. you know, okay. I guess. But so we get one of everything. But instead of like one of every gordita, just give me one gordita, one chalupa, and then one of everything. Oh, else. so you didn't go like. The four chalupa flavors no, they had. No, just got just one chalupa, one so You gordita. didn't really get one of everything. We got enough. And it came <laughs> out to like $38 after we, after we ordered everything. It was like, it was, seriously, it was like $27, $30, somewhere around there. So uh, go back to our buddy's house and, um, man, we don't have anything to drink. Hey, my dad is, a, we have a bunch of beer, you know, in the, in the garage. Like, we'll go get it. So a whole bunch of PBR. And a bunch Meanwhile, of now Bell. as an adult, I'm like, if I'm that dad, I'm like, what the hell happened to my beer? And dad didn't care one oh, really? bit. One bit. Oh, he was like was happy a, to share. Man, like, so right. there's this one time where this is we're just we're just in the in the house and we're drinking beers. Probably shouldn't be young kids. And then dad walks in. So of course we all hot our beers. Like, oh shoot, you know, here's his dad. Man, my man walks right up to his dad and goes, Dad, we need more beer. I said, what? Uh? Huh? And dad was like, all right, well, this is it. No more. You guys are going anywhere tonight, right? I was like, is this really happening, bro? <laughs> but it was awesome. Shout out to that dad. I'm not going to say his name. I don't need, you know, child development or child services coming well, for him. What's the statute of limitations on uh, I don't know. minor I don't trust feds. I don't trust feds, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh, either way, that night uh, you guys were with a lot of, lot of different uh, You were held back tacos, three years in high school. A couple years. A lot of different tacos, a lot of some soft, some hard. Uh some some nachos and some PBRs. Uh, needless to say, we were all pretty effed up. Taco for, Bell and PBR. That's uh, like the average dinner for like 35% of to Americans. To make it better, the next morning I have a spring league basketball game. <laughs> 
So oh, I have God. to wake up at 10 a.m. It's at Washington High School, which is like right over here, like off off of 12th. And um, smelling like Taco Bell and booze. I, I'm late. Oh, I'm so late. The game starts at 10 o'clock. I get there at like 10 15. So we're late. The game is already gone. Coach comes in. I, I get in. Coach is like, get in the game. Get in the game. I jump in the game. I, I, I catch this really weird alley oop and just throw it up. It happens to go in, but I just keep running towards the, uh, the fountain and completely yak in the entire. You know how the, the old fountains in the gym have mm-hmm. the water side and the other side is just the regular, there's nothing there. Just yakking that thing so out of line. And then coach's like, get back in there. Get back in the game. Yeah, it was a pretty bad game. That one shot was the only one that was made all day. <laughs> and you did it pre-puke, and, just and like, it was, ah! And it was just like, throw it up. I got nervous, and it went in and ran straight towards the uh, the vomit station. And But that's yet, <laughs> all that being station. said, all that being Taco said, Bell and P- PBR, run the Taco Bell, run the PBR. I do it all over again. Well, Let's go. did the vomit make it to the fountain area? Mostly. Okay, so then you were two Mostly. for two that day. Mostly. Mostly. You caught the alley-oop, and then you made sure the vomit got in the But it wasn't even area. like a dunk. My man threw it. I think he was shooting, and I just happened to catch it, you know, and running. It was like, oh, and then ran right you to were, the... You were, like, so out of it. You were like, uh, he's shooting. It's for me. Mind you, I came to the game, and I was slumped. I was like, oh, uh, my, my coach was like, get in there. I was like, now? Get in there. And I just ran. I don't even think I... Were you, like, the best player or something? I was like one of the two or three best players. I was gonna say if he saw you like that, he could be like, "Okay, Rashad, like let's let's get you some hydration. You'll come in at halftime." Spring league. Get this boy a Gatorade. No, there was none of that. Like I just went and did that. Got right back in the game. Yeah, terrible. Special treatment for Rashad shows up 15 minutes late. Boozed up and off Taco Bell. And my mom had to drop me off. And coach still throws you in. I was already kind of drunk in the car. And like kind of like hung over. Like my mom is the one. Like what's wrong with you? I was like, oh, I just don't feel good. Something I ate. She didn't know. I think, she, but I think she did know. I mean, technically, it is something you ate. Yeah, on top of something I drank. Well, I mean, so, but you, it, know. you know, you had a lot of Taco Bell. Mom, I ordered the entire menu from Taco Bell. I told well, her no that you're like, feeling why so you, bad. Why'd you do that? Like for what? It's like we thought it was fun. <laughs> thought it was fun. So it always seems fun until you start doing the challenge, and then it's not fun at all. Yeah. All right, let's get Tower Two. We'll have Hater Love it coming up at ten thirty, but. It was also the Norma Powell game yesterday. We'll get to that next. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.